You're listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Hello. I'm at the pub, guys. Where are you? Last orders. Last orders. Oh, no. What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> We're only joking. Yeah, we it, last last week was so successful from the pub. We're back at the pub. <laughs> only this time, Chris found us. He's been going around every pub in Weymouth looking for us. Yeah, it turns out we told him the wrong day. He turned up the day after us, and he's been waiting here ever since. <laughs> And the sun's shining today, so we're actually outside. So if you do hear a bit of wind noise, I'll do my best in the edit to get rid of it. But um, Usually we... the wind comes from me drinking too much pot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no chance of that today, because Phil is on. Um, on a very Heineken. cold glass of Heineken. I'm on Heineken, because did you know that Heineken is, is vegan? Is it? Well, it's vegetarian at least, yeah. I'm not a vegan, I'm vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, I learned this the other day from Phil, that certain... I, you wouldn't think about beer being vegetarian or not, would you? Well, I wouldn't, but, um, oh, there's that wind again. We've got a makeshift windshield here, so bear with us. Um, yeah, what, something... What are you, what are you drinking, Lee? Uh, I've got liquidised ham in mine, so mine's oh. definitely not <laughs> <laughs> blended meat. No, I've got a Timothy Taylor's. Yeah, I mm. did, we did have a, a Timothy Taylor earlier. I'm now on a coffee. Mm. Yeah. Leah seemed to have made his pint last a little longer than us. I'm good at that. I'm good at that, especially during these times when we all need to save a save a penny or two, make a little go a long way. I've got to be honest, I've, I've made these four pints last quite a while. <laughs> yeah, we've been here all ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, accompanying these drinks, we've also had some chip butties as well. Oh, yeah. I love chip butties. Let me notice that this podcast, I've said it before, but we, we started with great intentions. If you listen back, we should do that. We should listen back to episode one or two and you'll hear those great intentions playing out as we discuss guitars and music. And we really, and, and now it, it's just us in a pub talking about drinks and food. No doubt there'll be some hedgehog activity. I've got a bit of that. <laughs> but also, you, you know, you look at like, me and Lee have been into this uh, YouTube channel called Rate My Takeaway. It's, yes. br- it's brilliant. And, you know, he's a quarter of a million subscribers just, you know, going around cafes, trying out food. And, you know, so we're taking a leaf out of his book, naturally. Well, I guess you've got to wait and see. I mean, let's look at, you know, from, you can't do it from the beginning, but let's look from a few weeks ago, you know, mm. how many people were listening to this podcast. And now we're from the pub. How many more are going to be listening to it? Mm. Listenership um, at home might have dropped off, but we've gained a few listeners in person because there are actually some people sat on the table nearby that are looking at us right now. So <laughs> we had that last time as well. We, we did. We were setting this microphone up, people thinking we're from the government or something. <laughs> or, or just two idiots. Well, <laughs> now three. <laughs> no, no, three. One of the, one of those yeah. statements is true. We'll <laughs> let you decide which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, as as you may have guessed, we we've come with no plan once again. So, what are we talking about? We've well, got the best part of a podcast out of the way, yeah. as usual, already. Discussed yeah. all the interesting topics. Well, I, I thought we could jump on John Mayer's new release. Um, it's been his first, first studio album since 2017. So, mm-hmm. what are we looking at? Four years now? Yeah. And, obviously, we know he's been on tour with um, The Grateful Dead since 2015. Has he? Yeah. Mm. He's been on tour with them and, like... Doing what? Dead & Co. Yeah, yeah, Dead and Company, and like he's Same been, time. he's almost been no. like, he's almost been like the voice he sings for them. He's almost I been didn't the know voice. That. Yeah, it's so good. Really cool. I've Nobody learnt... tells me anything. That's why he had. Uh, that's how he sort of got in with PRS. That's how that all started. Yeah. So you know when he had that thing made with all the switches and the three yeah. pickups, that was for him to start touring with no. them. Yeah. 
So, you know, that, just, that's... Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the trouble of uh, lockdowns. You get isolated from all this stuff, you know. Like, we need to wow. bring you this information, Phil. Well, no, this is long so. before lockdown, and I didn't know then either. No, but, yeah. um, but oh. no, it, it's, it's been really success- successful, and I know he's going back out on the road with them soon, but I'm sure in this time he's learned so much, and obviously he's got his new release called The Last Train Home, mm. which is off his new album release, being released in July next month called Sob Rock and like the first single is I've got to say it's lovely it's amazing Absolutely. it's you, brilliant you showed me you showed me today didn't you yeah. on, on your new iPhone that you've got my new iPhone um, SE 2020 yeah whatever that is yeah, um, I don't know it was one yeah. of, it's the only one I could afford it's an, it's an iPhone phone <laughs> and you show me and, and you went oh it's a little bit Toto-esque is this one and well, I looked and there's like there's Lenny Castro Toto's percussionist playing on it yeah and then um, Jay my wife she was there yeah. as well and she goes sounds a little bit country and who appears on it Maren Morris at the end going, yeah yeah my god this is yeah. just yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, killing it is and what it is do you know in terms brilliant. of like a pop song it, it, <coughs> it, it's got it it's got that 80s vibe and even with the video it's got that kind of um, I think the video I think the video they've absolutely nailed it they've yeah. nailed it it's not old, um, it's great about this is a car going past the, it's yeah the keys but also the quality is sl- the video is slightly Santa Pay gone past Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Registration number, kit note. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the video's got like a graininess to it, like you would almost expect from the 80s. It's not pristine like the HD versions that we have oh, nowadays. Oh, sorry, I thought that was my crap internet. <laughs> <laughs> it, you're right, it's such a cool look. The uh, yeah. and That pink, is it? It's pink, isn't it? The, the, uh, the PRS he's got. It really stands out in that video. and like. No, it doesn't. It's stupid. Um, like, it's well, stupid. This is no. a, this is a rant oh. for another day. Come on, Phil. Don't hate on a PRS. I'm not, Come no, on. no. I'm sorry. I'm not a PRS guy, right? I'm not a PRS. But it, it's pink, it, Phil. It's pink. Uh, yeah, I, I can think of a few other things that are pink as well that I don't like. Anyway, no. I, I'm sorry. I've tried. There are lovers and haters. Is this a rant? Because if it is, we need to cue. Can I have to cue the music from, from the pub? Yeah, from the no, pub. Let's cue the music. It's not Come really on. A rant. halfway to a rant. It is a rant. A rat. A rat. <laughs> All right, go All on. Right. Okay. Cueing the music from the pub is Phil's rant. Phil's rant. Phil's rant. <laughs> what, was that? what was that? Put your trousers back on, for Christ's sake. We're outside in the beer garden. <laughs> we... All right. Okay. Well, all right. If there's anything that deflates my tyre, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the John Mayer Silver Sky. Is it called a silver sky? It is. Yeah. It is. I just... Oh, my van's just gone past. What? Seriously. Yeah, my old van. That With I someone saw. else driving. Yeah, yeah. No, I had um, a Mercedes Citan dual, dual liner. Do you remember it? You saw that. A black yeah, one. It's it literally is. just gone past it. Somebody in where I live. Sure, that comes it. across well on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, right, okay. It's anything that scratches my alloys. Right. <laughs> That was the comedy timing there. Someone dinged the plate. <laughs> That's my arm. Is the John Mayer Silver Sky. I'm going to get hated for this. But I don't care. I don't care. Maybe phrase it in a positive way. Come on. Okay. Um, I would never own one because I'm sensible. Have you ever played one? Yes. And what did you think? Pointless. <laughs> uh, no, it is. Well, there goes our endorsement, Lee, yeah, that go. we've been trying so hard to well, get. thanks for listening, PR, folks. We'll y- see you next time. We're never going to get a PRS endorsement because our YouTube channels aren't high enough in subscribers. Well, oh, when Phil right. leaves the show... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we need him. Okay, say, Chris, what have you got planned there? <laughs> Phil, don't drink that pint! No! <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we'll fill, yeah, we'll fill these the shit tides with me. You've just shit out, Chris. <laughs> we'll have PRSs, but we won't have any gigs. Yeah, a bit like what we go through right now, actually, yeah. but without the PRS. So come on then, yeah. tell us. No, no, yes. okay. So I really can't stand the strat six aside headstock. Three aside, three yeah. aside. What did I say? Six aside. Six aside. I was going to say, if you, if you don't like the six aside, then I've got the guitar for you. That's Have a 12 you string. Have seen the PRS <laughs> Silver Sky? It's got three aside. That's a 12 string, isn't it? Six aside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, sorry about that. But so, so wait, so you're telling me that if they release that guitar with six aside, you'd like it more? No. Because I think, no. They, no. I think keeping their own headstock, it looks a bit weird, but it surely looked, that's okay. less of a copy. Well, this is just my opinion, and everybody knows what my opinion means, doesn't mean anything. Okay. But no, so we got this silly six-a-side headstock on a strap, not on a normal PRS. Three-a-side. What did I say you again, said it didn't again. I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How many points are you on? I'm also... <laughs> that's the sad thing, I've not had that many. <laughs> this is like the second, second or something. Anyway, um, the three-a-side PRS headstock looks great on a PRS. On something that's meant to be a strap, it just don't look right. And I've played one of these things. And if you look, have you seen the, 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 the knobs, the tone? And, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. yeah. They just feel really cheap. They just feel really, really cheap. Do you know what they remind me of? The 80s Elite Strat. Do you remember I those? I quite like the knobs because they've got those, it's not hexagonal, it's almost, I don't know, they've got 12 sides or something crazy, haven't they? They've... Okay, and how much is this thing then? Well, about, I think it was £2,199. <laughs> 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 oh, excuse me. Oh dear. Okay, so it, uh, let me ask you: If John Mayer's name mm. wasn't on this, would you be as interested? Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't said I'm interested. I'm playing the impartial questioner. Oh, the fence sitter. Okay. So, okay then. I think people will be the, as interested. I, don't. I think <sighs> that John Mayer. I think they. To release a brand nowadays, I think you do need some form of attachment with an artist like John Mayer. I think it does bring an appeal. Because his opinion, obviously, he's always been that strap player. He gets great mm. sounds. Everyone's envious of his tones. You see all these videos of people trying to sound like him. And he obviously has the uh, the Dumble that Stevie Ray Vaughan used to own. And, you know, he has these great tones. And now he's moving on to a PRS. It's quite a, quite a statement, isn't it? And obviously, it makes you think, yeah. oh, it must be good if John Mayer's playing one. Do you know, part of me would actually... Have you played one? Yeah, uh, I've played one, and do you know, part of me would actually be more—I'd be—I'd almost be more inclined to want one if it wasn't a signature, because the thing uh, with the signature—the thing with the signature is, even if it's a great guitar, which I, I think it is a good guitar, there's always part of me that uh, I sort of want something of my own that you can put your own yeah. stamp to, and if. If you, if you buy a, yeah, but if you buy a signature model, it's very obviously, especially something that's as obviously a signature as that, everybody knows it's the John Mayer guitar, then it's sort of like a bit fanboyish. And I kind it of, is. even though I am total fanboy, I sort of don't like to admit that or don't like to wear it around my neck. So mm. if it was just a new model, then I'd probably be more open to going, yeah, I could play one of those, but I feel like if I play one, people are going to be expected like play some John Mayer tonight or something then well, you know? Know, our, our show is based on fanboy guitars <laughs> well yeah <laughs> in it but 
I've got. To, so you're saying there's I've not going to be a silver sky well, in the show anytime well, soon? Well, no. I think if, if ever at any point there was to be any John Mayer in there, I think people would more recognise it with the the black, the, the black strap with the pearl with the gold um, yeah, yeah. pearl tuner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Continuum era. Yeah, strap. exactly. I think, I think that's, that's what people would recognise. Obviously, I love the Continuum album. Oh, every, every time I listen to it, it's always like a new layer of music revealed to me every time I listen. And for me, that's John Mayer's greatest era. That album, that's defining. You know, that's the the defining sound of John Mayer and you know that Strat as well is kind of what I, I love about Strat as well you can, mm. and it's not so associated with John Mayer because everyone's played Strats Hank Marvin you know all these guys Hendrix and so it doesn't become like a fanboy guitar of John Mayer so it's acceptable to go and get Strat isn't it and, mm. but look okay so who, who's to blame here though if there's an issue to be had who's to blame because let's look at the two parties involved let's look at PRS and let's look at John Mayer so John Mayer's long standing relationship with Fender and the custom shop broke down for various reasons that you can look up online but there was some controversy there and it broke down but he's a Strat guy through and through his sounds his tones what he needs to get the job done is a Strat so he's not really going to move away from the Strat but what he needs is someone to make him a tool and support him in the way that he needs to be supported and everybody knows that PRS whether you like them or not the build quality uh, the customer care the customer support is brilliant is second to none and also the <clears> fact <throat> that I've heard him say in an interview it's nice to be able to call up the guy who's got his name on the door and have a chat about your guitar which obviously you can't do at Fender and Gibson anymore but with PRS you can speak he can speak straight to Paul and get stuff done so that's, that's there's that point. there's that side of it covered and then there's PRS if John Mayer comes knocking on your door and says I'm a Strat guy you know I am Fender have let me down. What can we do? Paul's not going to go. I ain't going to make you a strat. That's not what we do. He's going to go. Hell yeah! <laughs> I want you on my on my roster. I want so you. So do we know what happened then? What, what happened? What, why this is you... what everyone wants to know about. Come on, Lee. Well, I, I know, think it's... I think a lot of it had to do. I mean, I've read forums and heard rumours and stuff like that. But I think it was it was partly to do with the relationship with Mike Eldred, who was the head of the custom shop. He had a lot to do with the relationship between Fender and John. Uh, Mike Eldred's relationship with Fender broke down. He left the company, and a lot. It's it's about who you know, isn't it? And if the mm. people that you have connections with are no longer there, or if the quality isn't up to standard, or if you're not getting the support, we we know that the an artist's requirements are going to be very different from a, a, a customer in a shop's requirements. Yeah. And and then there's probably also the financial side of it as well. You know, what kind of checks are being signed here to have your name associated with that brand and all that, which we can't overlook. And uh, whatever whatever the details are, the, the deal over at Camp PRS obviously seemed better. And I think he every interview I've seen, he just seemed very enthusiastic about that fact that he could tinker mm. with Paul, yeah. with the man who can make the decisions. Right. You haven't got to go... Fender's a huge public corporation now. So to get things done... You can, uh, you can understand that even if you're John Mayer, it's going to take a long time and it's going to have to go through decisions. There's board meetings, there's yeah. investors. Whereas with PRS, it's PRS. You can speak to Paul and go, I want this guitar. And he'll go, cool, you'll have it next week. So there's that. Yeah. And, I, and I feel yeah. for PRS, I think they got unnecessary stick because what guitar company in their right mind would say, sorry, John, we're going to stick to our guns on this. But, you know, you, know? <laughs> you see, okay, so uh, 
Yeah, you see, my rant was a little bit half-assed, if I'm honest, about that guitar. You're you thinking about it now, aren't you? Well, n- no, no, I, I thought about it before, but I was kind of, I feel like I was is it? like peer pressured into ranting. No, 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 no but I love If there's anything that fells my tree, it's peer pressure. I know, but obviously, right? I, I totally get what you mean. Like, there's, <laughs> This there's is what we do, Phil. We rile you up, and then we let you rant, and then we shoot you down. <laughs> this is brilliant. But, uh, this is, uh, but the thing is, it's, it's companies coming out and trying to recreate something that's been great and continues to be great like the PRS Strat, you know, but obviously it's to accommodate, like you said, Lee, yeah, accommodate I, I the needs of John Mayer. If they'd come out and tried to tell you that it wasn't a Strat or they tried to tell you that they were doing something, they were re- reinventing the wheel, they yeah. weren't. They, no, they, you know, it exactly. had to retain all of the quality. If you're a Strat player, like Phil, you're a Strat player, if you suddenly... I used to be. If you couldn't get your hands on a Strat, but you suddenly found that PRS was you know, your best mate, you're probably going to try and get him to make you something like what you like. You're going to yeah. say, I like three single coil pickups. I've had a revolution. Well, you're no. not, well, go on, I, then. I don't think I'm a Stratter anymore. Oh, come on. You're telling yeah. me you've owned a Les Paul for like six weeks and it's undone 30 years of Stratton. Oh, it's been like since February. It's longer than six weeks. I tell you what, this, this, this thing's <sighs> changed me. Really? I, I, I never thought a Gibson would do that. But only a Gibson's good enough. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> we should we should save that for next episode. I think because that'd be a whole thing on Les Pauls and Phil's new. I don't know. It would have changed by next episode. Be I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Really? Yeah. No, he's yeah. felt like this for a long time, Lee. Every time I see him, he's like, oh, "Chris, this guitar, literally this guitar." Really? Yeah. Well, I put a new video up on YouTube, and I didn't realise. <coughs> um, slight plug there for Phil Walker, guitarist on YouTube. Yeah. And Zillapaypal.com. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Go driving, have a latte. Um, Thanks a latte. Hey! I'm working with a couple week. of others here. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, 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 this is it, like, it, when did I get it? February. I got it in February. Okay, mm. it's now June. And it's the only guitar so far that's spent nearly every day in the house. Mm. I'm like, I'm, and I've just put um, a hip shot detuner on it as well. Well, let's let's. And I'm like, oh. well, let's reserve judgment and let's yep. see how things play out as we get back to work once you start gigging again and see. I've done a gig with it. You've not done enough yet. None of us have done enough. You don't know so. what gig I've done. One was enough. <laughs> it was eight hours long. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I think, I think gig, yeah, yeah. reserving we'll judgment see. would be good because obviously I haven't played a Les Paul for years. I've only just had one, uh, obviously in need for this show, but. I haven't gigged one, so I need to wait and see. I want to, you know, wait, wait and see what it's like with the weight and everything like it's that. It's very different. But that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. All right, so because that's that's thing, the big appeal for me is yours is so because it's chambered. It's like it's so much light. It's lighter than my Strat. I and tell you like, what, Marmite guitar. It's a Marmite one, but I love Marmite. You know, it, it, it's it's delicious. You know, I got some Audi Marmite the other day. It was well running. <laughs> it wasn't the same. It didn't have the same consistency. Well, don't don't Audi's, have, Audi's crap. No, no, no. Oh, Aldi's Aldi great. Butter that yeah. I'm eating at the moment Apart is pot. delicious. Oh, they do a biscoffee, like do like a biscuit oh. spread as well, which oh. is like oh, it's like heaven inbred. Oh my goodness, inbred. On oh, bread. Oh, on bread. Right. Okay. Oh, I thought that as well. I was thinking, <laughs> what, what's right? Come on, back back to the subject. So you were you were rethinking your rant there? Yeah. Well, you know, I think at the minute. The way that the the, the world, the, the state that the world's in, the way that things are going, you know, if. You know, John Mayer's brought a guitar out, and if that's sort of boosted PRS, then that's really good. Mm. Of course it is. You know, yeah. it, that's a really good thing because I don't, I don't know about. I mean, I'm on the other side of it, and I'm on, I'm on the entertainment side, and the arse has fallen out of it completely right now. 
Um, so I think anything in music that's bringing in revenue, yeah. I say, yeah, great, great. Yeah, yeah. Even if yeah. it is a stupid three-a-side headstock, brilliant. There's a really that's interesting uh, video with Paul Reed Smith talking about this guitar and like and how he says there's so many things that Fender should have improved upon on their Strat. And he wasn't, he literally wasn't even holding back in the video. Every Luthier says that about every brand though, don't they? But obviously John Mayer has taken to it. And like I haven't heard a bad opinion about the Strat other than it trying to be a Strat mm. like I haven't heard any bad opinions about it everyone says it's, it stays in tune and also your point about your point about price I mean yeah it's not it's not a cheap guitar but then what American vintage Strat pushing two grand we're not talking custom well, the ultras are like 1800 so yeah, it's not like far off prices have crept up and I would argue that the PRS build quality is comparable to a custom shop build anyway. How many times does it go so through you're a probably check as well saving, But you're right about the cheapness. I know what you mean. I played the guitar, but I think that's just more of a reflection of a Strat. Unless it's an aged guitar, new plastics on fenders, there's something about plastic. Like a Gibson has so little amounts. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful instrument to look at, isn't it? It's, it looks expensive. Whereas a Strat, it was never meant to look expensive. It was meant to do a job. So when you've got uh, a screw-on scratch plate with pickups that pop in, you've got plastic knobs, all uh, that sort of stuff. Like, How expensive can you make plastic look? The only stuff that looks expensive to me is the age stuff, and that's only because we know that old vintage guitars are expensive. Mm -hmm. If you take that away, it's just grubby plastic, isn't it? I do like the uh, maple necked version. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah. think that, that I saw on, on Instagram they'd done a couple of different versions. I think one was like a a reddy and then one was like a yellowy greeny sort of colour and both had maple uh, necks and fingerboards. Yeah. And, and that looked quite nice. But well you like maple necks though, don't you? I do well? like the maple necks, yeah. I think do you know what when you look at the plastic on one of these things and then you look at a rosewood neck, it reminds me of someone you get from Argos. Mm. It just don't I know what you mean. seem like a signature, you know. Like the just the black with the white pit guard. Thousands of pounds worth. Of maybe plastic. if you maybe if you spent some real time with one, maybe toured it, maybe you would have a different opinion. I don't think I could do that. I don't, I don't think I could do. That. No, literally, I don't. I mean, I, I, but the thing is, you don't need to. That's the that's the difference. As well, no, I, and I'll never probably be in that position where I get offered that type of thing. But I think they made some cool changes. I think I think uh, like the color scheme. He took all the colors from like modern. They said this is one nice thing about sort of reinventing a Strat is that you can kind of move things forward. Fender and Gibson, these legacy brands, to a certain degree, they're always going to be stuck in in the uh, you know in the in the their days of their prime, aren't they? they they're never really going to escape mm. how great their history is, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It stops you moving forward. Whereas a company like PRS that doesn't really have that legacy behind it, it can always look forward. And so doing things like the color schemes are all taken from contemporary like I think the red is from Tesla's the greys are from like iPods is that They're, true? yeah yeah he took all the colour schemes from like contemporary really? things for the modern age like bits of technology in the modern world so any colour would have been inspired by something else and they would have really tried hard to match that oh you see I'm beginning to think my rant's totally unjustified now <laughs> things like if you look at the headstock I don't know if you've noticed but on a PRS the the two sides of it, so either side of the nut, are usually more symmetrical. But on the on the Silver Sky, they extended it so it is slightly offset. Like the horn is slightly offset because he's so used to playing with his thumb over the top. Yeah. You want yeah, that yeah. to feel like the calf mm. of a strap neck. So he did yeah. these little tweaks, and then mm. obviously the fretwork is 
impeccable, and pickups sound great, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing with PRS, everything is made in-house, I, I'm, I, I believe. Yeah. Everything is done. They make everything on that guitar. You're listening to the Guitar Heroes Podcast. Yeah. I'm going to name drop here. Have you got anything that you can tinkle to do a name? Oh yeah, we could do a little do. spoon on my right. my latte right. glass. So okay, I, I I worked with Paul Reed Smith a few years ago. Thanks. <laughs> can I put it down, or have we got another one coming up? Oh no, no, that's it. Is that? Oh yeah, PRS with, paint and decorating with over um, with Simon McBride. Oh. Lee's <laughs> 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 just jingled his keys as well. <laughs> yeah, and it it was uh, it was at an Anderton's event. Is that mm. another one? No, don't do it for them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was uh, the, uh, the Radisson Blue Hotel in Guildford, and, and I was working for Line 6 at the time. Oh, we like Line 6. We do like Line 6, yeah. Oh, hang on, we should stop doing that. Staff are going to come over, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their problem. Another, another latte, coffee. please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another beer for Phil, he's running out of rants. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we did, we did this gig and Paul, it, was, um, it was a Paul Reed Smith event and Simon McBride was there, um, who was who was lovely and what a great player he is. Mm. Um, and Paul kind of did this. We were funny. I'll just backpedal a bit. We were sound checking. Mm. Okay. Now this goes into the build quality of Paul Reed Smith. If he's at the end of the quality control line, I get, I, I, I get it because we would. Um, we had the M20D mixing desk, and that was the that was the new thing that Line Six had brought out at the time. They mm. had the powered speakers in this desk, and it was all iPad controlled. And I, I was at the back of the room, and uh, it, it was, I don't think there was any tracks. Pretty sure there weren't tracks. It was just Paul playing guitar and Simon McBride as well with the different models of of PRS, and they had the PRS amps mic'd up as well, and. I'm at the back of the room and, and, and Paul Reed-Smith comes up to me as well, which was quite a really weird experience. And um, I can't remember what it was, but he says, oh, um, yeah, can you just drop drop 2K um, on Simon's guitar, about 0.3 dB? And I'm thinking, nobody's going to hear that. I can't hear what that does. What should I do? And he went, no, make it 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you, can you hear it now? And I'm going, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see what you say, and I, uh, and I really couldn't. And then, but as the as the like the the, the, the what do you call it seminar mm, um, um, event clinic clinic yeah, 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 yeah. as it sort of went on, I, I kind of more and more understood him because he got a load of um, different brands guitars mm. nuts. Oh yeah, okay, and he dropped them all on a table, mm. like they all sounded differently, and he dropped one of his. And right, I shit you not, I can still hear the resonance from it. <laughs> Played <laughs> Little Wing. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A space shuttle shot up into the air. It's like playing Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody just wet themselves. No. Um, you could hear the difference. Mm. You can hear the difference in it. Um, and it was telling all sorts of stories about, yeah. you know, Santana and how he virtually had to force the guitar on the Carlos Santana and, and yeah. things like that. But it was a really interesting, really interesting yeah. night. And I came away with a kind of a... Although it was, it was a little bit of a... Um, I don't want to diss somebody like Paul Reed Smith because what they've done is... And probably and far greater than anything I've ever listening, you know, right uh, And he's probably listening to this podcast, yeah. 
but it, there were certain things like um, you know he'd say about his guitars and then you know it, it'd go on about a 1959 Les Paul and what have you and he'd mm. go he's, 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 just try one you'll see the difference then someone would put their hand up and he'd go um, yeah hi um, Mike Smith from, uh, from, from, from Guildford where the hell am I supposed to try a 1959 Les Paul and he couldn't quite grasp that what do you mean you can't go try a 1959 Les Paul so certain things like that was a bit it yeah. didn't quite get from normal more, mortals yeah. like us but but yeah well, I mean the guy's got he must be an alien or something because the, his hearing obviously was yeah. far superior to mine. He could hear things that I couldn't hear, and probably that's why his guitars, when they roll off the production line, probably very rarely go back mm. for, for you know this ain't right or that ain't right. You know, once it comes off, it's right until yeah. Chris knocks it off a stand. I was well, going to say, I was yeah. going ju- to jump in with my PRS. I mean, for which ye- part of it, Chris? <laughs> we'll go from the beginning. For years, I, I've always gone into music shops like Absolute when they had like a healthy stock of PRS, and I'd always like I'd never try them. I would just look because I knew I had a feeling if I tried one, I wouldn't want to put it down. They just look incredible everywhere you went. You see them. I'm just like I, I'm not worthy of playing one of these. They're mm-hmm. so far out my price range as well. And I'm you know I'm only I'm only doing pub pub gigs at the time, so there's no need to own something that expensive. But one day I was I took I think I took my Blues Junior to Absolute to get revalved or something as I was waiting it was about half an hour or something I was just having a chat with Lee and then I was like can I just try that PRS it was the bronze uh, bron- uh, copper burst it was mm, sounds familiar having a chat with Lee a custom yeah. 24 and I said can I just have a go I just you know just I just want to have a go and uh, and I, I fell in love with it straight away for years I've been I've, I've played a Les Paul I've tried strats and stuff and nothing felt like this it was it was amazing straight out the gate I came back uh, another day I think made a couple of visits didn't I yeah. I was like I just need to be sure before I you know, put two grand down or whatever it was uh, and then for, I used it for about six years on gigs and not once did it fail me it was always in tune I took out the case it was always in tune Until it's sound fateful day <laughs> but even then Lee pilot error <laughs> even then I, I went to grab my strap from behind the strap on my strap caught the, the headstock of the Les Paul and, it, and it slammed the thing forward straight onto a stone floor but I, without even realising, um, I did the gig with the guitar. It was still great. It was only the next day I did a lesson when I was tuning the guitar up. I had to tune it up. Some of the wood had fallen off the headstock. <laughs> but even broken, they're still better than every guitar See, out there. See, when you describe that, I'm, I'm imagining in, uh, in Looney Tunes or something like that. You know when um, one of them gets hit, hit over the head with like yeah. a big thing and they crack like glass and then they go... Yeah. I'm imagining your headstock just in one piece you touch it and then a <laughs> crack in 15 different places yeah. just goes <laughs> like ice well the wood had split around and the students looking at you going is that meant to happen you're like oh no. yes it's a very expensive yeah. guitar but luckily the, the headstock yeah. didn't crack the neck didn't crack it was just a bit of wood had split around the tuna where because it, it went face first onto the concrete floor and it obviously impacted the tuners which caused the wood to split behind them but Robin Absolute did a quick fix on it it's all it needed um, and the poor guy that now owns that PRS can't tune his E-string. <laughs> Doesn't know a thing. <laughs> hey, no, but I used it. I used it for several months after that, and it was it was great. Like I had no issues with that guitar at all. Came in a lovely hard case, and also um, I love um, the trem system on it as well. Best trems. Best trems. I literally. I've never tried the Music Max. Apparently, the Music Man are better, but you know, I I have never tried them, so I wouldn't say. 
but the PRS trem is just like you could wail away on that thing you could really go at it and it doesn't even budge in tuning it just doesn't even move it's so good wow so Chris do you still learn a PRS I don't. <laughs> I needed to find a Les Paul for this show. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so that kind of says it all. So, so your main guitar. No, it doesn't. Is it, a doesn't strap. Bill. it doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't. Tell me, does your Strat have a three-side headstock or is it a bog-standard Fender? My Les Paul has a three-side. Yeah, your favourite guitar at the moment has a three-side, Phil. I love that Les Paul. <laughs> this, this is this is oh. what it comes back to. That and it tells us that most musicians follow their heart over their head, and this it's is not the trying to be a strap. This is the problem no, that PRS are always going to be up against, isn't it? They're always they're the only, always going to be number yeah. three. At, you know, but I think Paul said many yeah. times if he could be number three and sustain that, he's very happy with that. But y- you're never going to be able to fight against um, decades and decades of great music no, and all honest, these great bands. Yeah. And sometimes we know that. Uh, you can have the best instrument in the world and it just doesn't do it for you and actually no. sometimes having that magic mojo that very often is means that yeah. things don't work but it somehow just grabs you doesn't it yeah I, I never had that with the PRS I never like I always go to my Strat because I have the connection I don't know just as a kid growing up from seeing Les Pauls and Strats mm. I think that's what it is it's yeah. you know my head rules me in that respect but and come, come in full circle maybe that will change maybe yeah. that will change you know it has to change at some point and maybe things like the Silver Sky for the kids that but, are now 12 yeah. and 13, lusting over that, because they don't know any, you know, they're not no. looking at bands that playing, be, yeah. you mm. know, Les mm. Pauls and stuff. They're looking at whatever's going on in music now. But there is, but as a, you know, professional gig and musicians, there is a frustration you get with guitars. The G-string on most Les Pauls never stays in tune. The Strat, whenever using the trem when it's floating, doesn't often stay in tune very well. And it's frustrating at times. And like, it... And then you go to something like a PRS, which is just going to work all the time. Is You're that not, not just the setup, though? No, it's because not. It's, it's not. My G-string on my Les Paul, fine. And once Robin absolutely set up my... In fact, the strap that I use well, the trem on most of the time is my red um, 50s Classic. Yeah, yeah a lot of stuff can be that, done. That I mean, I go mad on that on Pink Floyd. But Paul, um, Paul's point has always been that you shouldn't, you shouldn't spend any money on a guitar and then have to take it to a tech. He wants you to open the case and it be absolutely yeah. ready. Depending on how much you pay for it. Well, I even, mean, even the guitars are not cheap, are no, they? No, the SE lines are honestly are incredible. Like, you get so much value for money. You compare the SE lines to, like, the Les Paul, uh, to Gibson's, and even the Fender range of that price, like, they're so far apart, mm. like, in terms of quality, it's, it's... Oh, I think I agree with you. <laughs> PRS have covered ground across all, all price points it, I mean they, they only start from mid to high don't they I don't think they have anything that's no they low. do, they, do. They, they did have some I don't know if they're still making them but they did some guitars that were 400 quid oh right okay yeah. I had a Tremonti I had a Tremonti um, did you have a Tremonti no, no. no. I, 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 uh, was, was it black it, um, yeah I put silver knobs on it though. it looked better um, Tremonti. Oh, is it, SE Tremonti. Is it, is it SE? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah it weren't expensive. But this um, is. But this is the thing. That was. It, 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 it stayed in tune. Mm. It sounded great. It was just boring. Yeah. It's it just like <laughs> meh. But yeah. the thing is, the annoying thing is, the SEs are so good. I remember at a wedding gig, someone come up to me and said, um, Oh, I've got an SE. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, but a custom 24 there is worth like tons of money. And then he's like, Oh, I've got an SE. Actually, I've got a friend who um, plays in a but he's, he's a mechanic, and he plays in a band, a lo- local band and what have you. And he's just had his um, 
SE setup. Yeah, he's had it. Bought it brand new from Absolute, probably three, four years ago. Mm. Gigged it quite a lot in pubs and mm. beer spilled on it and, and what have you. And it, it was having a few problems with the trim. It weren't coming coming back up in tune properly and things like that. And uh, and he's like, oh, should I just get a new guitar? Or he's like, and he actually really likes the guitar. So he spent I don't know sixty quid at Absolute on a setup and a new set of strings. And he's off again. He's really happy with it. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh. But going back to the John Mayer. Uh, song like yeah. you close your eyes not knowing that he's playing a PRS you listen to the tone he's got I don't know if he's using a Soldano in the video he has a Soldano he is, set up definitely. and it's definitely. that Clapton sound and you just close your eyes and you're like Christ that is probably one of the best guitar sounds I've ever heard yeah it's like he's got like a fuzz I on there to, maybe I, 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 I don't, I don't know it is a bit unapologetically Clapton I could have one criticism and it's hard for me to do but it is sometimes he just gets a little bit too close to the line with the Clapton thing and actually I watched the vibrato when he did that and because uh, I, I, I have to do that on the guitar show I have to try and get the Clapton vibrato yeah. and um, I noticed he was doing that uh, and it's not an easy thing to do because you've got to literally release your complete hand and just it's almost like a, on a it. classical yes, guitar it. vibrato isn't it where you just kind of uh, shake the string you yeah. don't bend the he's string. almost going up and down with it yeah it's a really weird thing and yeah you know I mean he's admitted himself I can't remember which album or maybe it was on the live DVD somewhere he said in the the liner notes this shows I'm a complete nerd but he said he actually put a thank you to Eric Clapton for letting me steal all of his tricks and being so cool about it or something like that but mm. this 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 tune is straight up journeyman yeah well, era well Clapton's always is always he's always said Strat. John Mayer is the is I need a wee oh don't <laughs> leave me with Chris <laughs> I'm leaving oh no I'm, I've been <laughs> holding it for ages it's going to be three minutes of dead air now you only went Hi, just, Chris you only just went like <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about in Phil Oh, he's back, he's yeah, back. He's back, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me we've moved on from that fucking PRS. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I was just saying we should probably wrap it up because we've waffled on for 37 minutes now and I'm not sure how, how much patience our listeners have for three guys talking in a car park of a pub. I if mean, you were uh, all here, it'd be good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have we got anything important to cover? Anything important to announce or anything to... We are back on the road on the 16th of July, I think I've said this before, at the Haymarket Theatre in Basingstoke. Um, we, we've... Yeah, yeah, good call. We, we, we've been in rehearsals. Um, we're, we've, we've got a lot of rehearsing coming up as well and promos and... That's a very exciting time for us. Yeah. Hmm. Let's redefine rehearsals. Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese sandwiches and grapes. Drinking coffee. And Greg's coffee. Drinking that you can't coffee. even take the bloody lifts off. <laughs> Scratching our heads. Breaking equipment and trying to remember how to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we're, um, if, if, if anybody wants to uh, see where we're playing and you're desperate to come watch a live theatre show featuring over 30 guitars, then head to storyofguitarheroes.com, have a look at our tour dates and, uh, and, and come say hi. I went to the theatre the other day, I'm just going to throw that in, and I can confirm they are still there, and it was still a pleasurable experience. Theatres are great, it was, live um, music it was It was surprisingly normal, really. It, yeah, it's, it's weird how, as you start to get these normalities resuming, it's, um, it's almost like nothing ever changed. No. Which is kind of nice, Good. in a way. That's what we need, I mean, we know it, it has, yeah. and we know stuff you know, terrible things have happened, but when you just, like now, this is a very normal situation, we're sat in the sun, 
at a pub and it's almost like, oh, where did the last year go? I've got to just cover my face when I go for a wee, but... <laughs> Doing us all a favour. The problem is I don't know where I'm weeing then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil, you've got your mask up over your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Phil, no! <laughs> right, Chris. He's still at the bar. <laughs> Chris, as you missed last week, I'm going to let you wrap up and do the socials and stuff today. Just to, just okay. To... So, if you want to find us or get in touch or maybe kind of share some thoughts on today's episode. Episode 28, by the way. Episode 28. 28 weeks. Do you love PRS guitars? Are you? Uh, are they a bit Marmite for you? Let us know. Um, you can find us on Instagram. Bill Walker Guitarist. I don't know. <laughs> Lee on, Troy on Guitar. Guys. Episode 28. Episode 28. Lee Troy Guitar. Yep. Chris Anthony Guitar. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Bill Walker Guitar. Guitarist. Uh, guitarist, I think. Guitarist. Lee Troy Guitarist. No, Lee Williams Lee, Guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Anthony Guitar. Can I ask uh, you a question? Yeah. Why have we got it different on every platform? I kept, stupid. Mine, mine's the same on all. <laughs> mine's the same on all of them. <laughs> right, Chris. <laughs> but you just called yourself stupid, Chris. Mate. Get the bill, mate. Get the bill. Okay, yeah. uh, head over to YouTube, Phil Walker Guitarist, where you can find the latest episode uh, from us rehearsing. You can find the chaos in the rehearsal rooms at Chris's Leeds and... Uh, I think there was a little shot of Lee's bass in there as well. And, and Chris's broken transmitter. Yeah. And Chris's broken transmitter, yeah. And Lee's borrowed bass. Hey, <laughs> I wish it was borrowed. <laughs> My bank uh, says differently. It's borrowed from the bank. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's the socials. We look forward to sharing another episode with you next time. And until then, see you later. Thanks a latte. Thanks all. Thanks a latte. <laughs>